Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe. I've been absent for a little while, but I'm back, and we've got a lot to talk about. But first, let's head into our first segment. List building with Joe. And this week we're going to look at Republic, and I'm going to kind of visit the the idea or the the concept behind uh, five i fives or better. So uh, we start with Siege of Coruscant Oddball, then we go to Rick O'Lee with uh, R4P Fire Control System, Lone Wolf, and Daredevil. Contrail with the Besh configuration, R4P Astromech Dedicated Seismic Charges and Delayed Fuses. Adigala in the Delta 7 with CLT, C110P, Brilliant Evasion and Marksmanship, and then Siege of Coruscant, Adenkin Skywalker. So there you go. You've got five ships, all I-5 or better. Let me know what you think in the discard. Let's head into our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. I might have already covered these ones, but uh, in case I didn't, here we go. Saturation salvo timing window. OP. I would like to know what time during attack phase I should spend the additional charge for saturation salvo. The card reads, quote, while performing an attack, end quote, does it mean that I spend the additional charge before I roll the attack dice or after I roll the attack dice or after the opponent has rolled the defense dice? Thank you in advance. Answer. The timing window for Saturation Salvo is Step 3B, Modified Defense Dice. The defense dice are rolled in Step 3A, and then during Step 3B, the attacker first has the opportunity to modify the defense dice, and it is at that point you would spend a charge and choose the defense dice to be re-rolled by the defender. Next one. Toe and Scramble during Round 1. OP. Can a ship perform the tow or scramble action during round one? I understand that no points will be earned during round one. Answer. No. The current scenario document, effective August 1st, 2022, states that ships can only use the scenario action, tow, to interact with supply cache scenario features starting in the second round. The same is true for scenario action scramble can only be used starting the second round. Next question. Buzz droid swarms and scenario features. OP. Does the swarm alignment rule prevent the swarm from being placed on top of a scenario feature? Quote, the swarm cannot be aligned to a set of ship guides if doing so would, co- would cause it to overlap an object. End quote. And another quote, scenario features are objects. Answer. Yes. Because the scenario feature is defined as an object, it would prevent the buzz droid swarm from being aligned to a set of guides that would cause it to overlap the scenario feature. Oh, that's that's good to know. I actually didn't know that. Next one. Resistance Astromech M9G8 and Rebel Pilot Han Solo Interaction. OP. How does Resistance Astromech M9G8 and Rebel Pilot Han Solo interact with each other? 
The abilities read as follows. M9G8. While a ship you are locking performs an attack, you may choose one attack die. If you do, the attacker re-rolls that die. Han Solo reads, after you roll dice, if you are range 0 to 1 of an obstacle, you may re-roll all of your dice. This does not count as re-rolling for the purposes of other effects. The scenario is as follows. The ship carrying M9G8 has a lock on Han Solo. Han Solo is at range 1 of an obstacle, and Han performs an attack. Because the attack tree, the defending player modifies the attack dice first. So using M9G8, the defending player re-rolls one of Han Solo's attack dice. If Han Solo first re-rolled all the dice using his ability and has a lock on the defender, what dice can he use to lock can what dice can he use that lock to re-roll? Answer. The Golden Rules State, Rules Reference Guide version 1.4.5, state that dice cannot be rolled, re-rolled more than once, but Han's ability doesn't count as re-rollings for the purposes of other effects, so this makes it a little more tricky. The sequence would be as follows. 1. Han rolls attack dice. 2. The Defender then uses M9G8 to have Han re-roll one of his dice, which we will call Dice A. 3. Han then decides to use his ability and re-roll all dice, including dice A. 4. Han still isn't happy with it, so he decides to re-roll some of his attack dice using a lock. In this situation, he's able to re-roll all of his dice, except dice A's, dice A, as it has already been re-rolled due to M9G8. So in this situation, where M9G8 is being used on a ship, which has a lock on the defender, it would be best practice to re-roll this dice separately and keep it separate so that the players won't try to re-roll it for a second time. Alright, that's detailed. Alright, and the last question that we'll read, and the last one that's on here for now, is Loose Stabilizer and K-Turns. OP. Question 1. When a ship has critical damage card Loose Stabilizer, does it suffer a damage when it executes a K-turn? Question 2. If the answer to question 1 is yes, then does the critical damage card Damage Engine turn Elo Atsy's T-70 pilot Talon Roll Maneuver red? Question 3. If the answer to question 2 is yes, does 9-num Rebel Crew decrease the difficulty of Sangnor's loops? Answer. Many movements in X-Wing might share a common template but to execute, but are distinct separate movement types. Example, a K-turn and a straight maneuver both use the same template, but they are independent movement types with separate movement icons, and thus when one icon is used in an ability, it will not affect the other maneuver type. It is the same for the Talon roll and a turn maneuver, and again with the S-loop and a bank maneuver. As a result, that means that 1. If you attempt to do a K-turn while you have loose stabilizer face-up, you will take a damage as it is a non-straight maneuver. 2. The damage in engine face-up damage card will have no effect on Eloatsi's ability as it references turn maneuvers and Elo's ability affects talon rolls. And 3. 9-num does not reduce the difficulty of S-loops 
as his ability only affects bank maneuvers. Okay. That was all pretty straightforward. Let's head into our next segment. And now it's time for the main event. All right, since we're a couple of weeks behind, we're going to talk about a few different things, starting with the Nova Open. And as is tradition on this podcast, we will talk about the mid-tier lists and um, see if we can make any determinations as to why they were there or if it was just um, variance or pilot decision. So to start, we'll start with day one, Nova Open, and we've got a Rebel list starting us out at the uh, 3 and 2 mark. And this is Han Solo with the Millennium Falcon engine upgrade, Biston, Chopper, Perceptive Copilot, Finn Rao with Beskar Reinforced Plating, Predator, Crackshot, Boy Luke, and Keo Vinzi with Juke. Then the next one, we have a Resistance list, which is Zori with R4, Wartime Loadout, Plasma Torpedoes, and Dorsal Turret, Eloatsi with Marksmanship, Heroic, S-Foils, Advanced Optics, Temin Wexley with S-Foils, Heavy Laser Cannon, R6, D8, Vanessa Doza with Marksmanship, S-Foils, and Barrage Rockets, and Jess Pava with Jamming Beam, R2-D2, and Integrated S-Foils. Next... We see pay-to-play Vader, Boy Mauler, Merrick Steele with Afterburners, Deadeye Shot, and Marksmanship, Lieutenant Lareer with Targeting Computer and Lone Wolf, and Vizier with Seven Sister and Captain Hark. That's an interesting combination of ships. Um, but obviously this person did well with it, so uh, don't discount it. Next we see another Han, Finn Rao, Boy Luke, and Kia with Juke. Um, it's a solid list. Uh, next, another Rebel list. Bodica with Predator, Beskar Reinforced Plating, Mandalorian Optics, Hera with Hopeful Magpulse Warheads, Boy Luke, Benthic Tutus with Hopeful Perceptive Copilot, Jen Urso Pivot Wing, and Sabine Wren with Beskar Reinforced Plating. Then we go back to the Resistance with Jess Pava, R2-D2, S-Foils, Jamming Beam, Vanessa Doza, with Marshmanship, Barrage Rockets, and S-Foils. Tim and Wexley with Crackshot, R5X3, S-Foils. Eloatsi with Crackshot, R68, and S-Foils. And then Zori Bliss with Dorsal Turret, R4 Astromech, Wartime Loadout, and Plasma Torpedoes. Then we've got another Empire list. So we see Fifth Brother with Fire Control System Concussion Missiles, Pay-to-Play Vader, and then the three bombers with Sat Salvo Barrage Rockets, one with Ion Bombs, and two with Bomblet Generators, so Jonas, Reimer, and Tomax Bren. Uh, a standard medalist right here. Um, not surprised to see that. I mean, it's a good solid list. So, and this tells you a little bit that it's not all the lists, it's how you fly it. Um, which I think is something that, that we've seen kind of on, on a repeated basis at this point. All right, next we'll look at Ray with Rose Tico, Patience, Finn, Engine Upgrade, Heroic, Millennium Falcon title, Ray's Falcon title, Eloatsi with S-Foils, Heroic, Markmanship, Advanced Optics, Merrill with Electronic Baffle and Heroic, Shasa Zaro with L4ER5, Targeting Computer, Engine Upgrade, and Dorsal Turret, and Chorus Capillium with Deadman Switch, Targeting Computer, Engine Upgrade, 
and dorsal turret. So two Y-wings, an A-wing, an X-wing, and Ray. Interesting combination of ships, um, but can be effective if flown correctly. All right, next we see CIS. So we see Sunfac with Marksmanship, Predator, and a Snare. Dirge with Seismic Charges, Xanadu Blood, Contraband, Cybernetics, and Proton Cannons. General Grievous with Solus One, Impervium Plating, Shield Upgrade, and Marksmanship. Sock, DBS-404, and then DGS-047 with the Repulsor Lift Stabilizers, Munitions Failsafe, Kalani, and Cluster Missiles. So interesting lock mechanic there if you've got Bullseye um, on these ships and five ships, which is kind of the magic number right now. So kind of nice to see that. And then we go down to the last one that we'll talk about on day one. We see pay-to-play Vader, Merrick Steel with fire control systems afterburners, Vizier with Palpatine. This looks like um, probably pay-to-play. No, this looks like bomber uh, pack Tomax Bren, and then Major Reimer with Sat Salvo Barrage Rockets, Seismic Charges, and Delayed Fuses. All right, and then day two, we start off with CIS with DGS-047 with Cluster Missiles, Kalani Munitions Failsafe, and the Stabilizers, General Grievous with Marksmanship, Afterburners, Impervium Plating, and Solus One, Dirge with Proton Cannons, Contraband, Cybernetics, Xanadu Blood, Seismic Charges, and Django Fett with Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, Contraband Cybernetics, Slave One Title, and Boba Fett Gunner. All right. Next, we see Pay to Play Vader, Boy Backstabber, Boy Mauler, um, Standard Loadout Tomax, and Captain Faroff with Electronic Baffle, Captain Hark, and Ruthless. Then we see Scum rocking in the middle, Finn Rao with Shield Upgrade, Fearless Clan Training. Dingar with R5P8, Agile Gunner, Contraband Cybernetics, Fearless Punishing One, Lee Mackay with R4 Astromech, Ion Cannon Turret, Bosk with Marksmanship and Expert Handling, and Leighton Ashira with Ion Cannon and Fearless. Then we see the First Order, Quick Draw with Fanatical Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control System, Lahuse with Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner, Lin Gava with Fanatical Proud Tradition Pattern Analyzer, and Kylo Ren with Enhanced Jamming Suite, Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, Fanatical, and Commander Malaris with Magpulse Warheads. And so for those that aren't tracking, Lin Gava is the uh, slamming tie, and you can give it to two other tie FOs or tie FSs. SFs? Ah, can't speak. So that's obviously going to Quick Draw and Lahuse. So uh, slamming SFs um, can be pretty nasty. All right, then we go to the Resistance, and we see Poe and the Falcon with Ray's Falcon title, Ray, Magpulse Warheads, Engine Upgrade, Chewbacca, and Trickshot, 9-Num in the T-70 with S-Foils, Heroic Pattern Analyzer, Heavy Laser Cannon, R-68, Eloatsi with Marksmanship, Heroic, and Heavy Laser Cannons, and Tim and Wexley with Heroic, S-Foils, Heavy Laser Cannon, and R-4 Astromech. So basically Poe Falcon with a lot of bullseyeing T-70s. Um, yeah, solid list. 
Next, we go back to CIS, and we see uh, Cad Bane with Proton Cannon, Shield Upgrade, Marksmanship. Dirge with Proton Cannons, Proton Bombs, Marksmanship, and Xanadu Blood. IG-11, Proton Cannons, Shield Upgrade. So, three. Yes, three rogues. DGS-047 with the Stabilizers, Django Fett, Concussion Missiles. DGS-286 with the Stabilizers, Cluster Missiles, and Kalani. And DFS-081 with Grappling Struts, Energy Shell Charges, and Independent Calculations. I kind of like this six-ship list. Um, not sure how I feel about three rogues, but um, you've got three rogues, two Roombas, and a Vulture, which seems kind of solid. All right, then we have another Rebel list. We start with Boy Luke. Garvandreas in the arc with Veteran Tail, Gunner, and Hopeful. Bodica with Beskar Reinforced Plating, Mandalorian Optics, Clan Charning, and Marksmanship. Harrison Dula with Hopeful and Predator. And A-Wing Wedge with Crackshot and Marksmanship. Then we go to another Rebel list where we see Han Solo. Standard, not standard loadout, but standard loadout you know millennium falcon engine upgrade percept co-pilot chopper biston bodica with mandalorian optics enduring and marksmanship boy luke and harrison dula with dead eye shot and magpulse warheads then just two more that we'll read for nova and uh that's resistance zori bliss with r4 wartime loadout plasma and dorsal turret Eloatsi with Integrated S-Foils, Heroic Swarm Tactics, Jamming Beam. Temin Wixley with R6-D8, Integrated S-Foils, Heroic Ferrosphere Paint. Vanessa Doza with S-Foils, Marksmanship, Barrage Rockets. And Jess Pava with M9-G8, S-Foils, and Electronic Baffle. And then the last one that we'll read from Nova is Pay to Play Vader, Boy Backstabber, Boy Mauler, um, a standard loadout, Tomax. And Captain Faroff with Unlimited Overdrive, Captain Hark, and Targeting Computer. All right, so that does it for Nova. Let's go ahead and go on to the next one, next subject, which is the new rules reference guidance that takes effect on the 15th of September, 2023. And we're just going to scroll through this here real quick while I'm chatting with you all. And uh, I went through this, and I believe there is only one change to the document um, and this is now version 1.4.6 and that one change uh, let me just keep scrolling here got quite a bit to go through is with Outrider um, let me get there And I think we all knew that this was eventually coming. Um, not surprising to see. Um, but it's nice to see that AMG, realizing that there was confusion, decided to update the entire rules reference guidance for one particular uh, card, which now reads, uh, so Outrider, the ability now reads, quote, while you perform a primary attack at range 3, roll one additional attack die. 
While you perform an attack that is obstructed by an obstacle, you may change one of the defender's evade results to a focus result. Change the effect of the upgrade. So that's it. So now as a clarification on the Outrider ability that it only works if obstructed by an obstacle. So, and that's, that's kind of good to see. All right. What else did we want to talk about? Um, there's, there's two more topics. Um, I've been kind of talking a little bit fast cause it is past my bedtime. I'm a little bit tired. Um, but let me explain why all of this has kind of been going on. And then we'll get into those final two topics. So for those that know, I am active duty Navy. I'm a chief petty officer in the United States Navy. And, um, every year we do this six week or longer event that has been known by many different names. We're calling it season now. And it's where we train, if I could speak, train the next generation of chief petty officers. And that's a pretty intensive process. And it involves um, very early mornings, very, very late nights. And um, lots of, uh, for lack of a better word, personalized attention to um, the future chief petty officers that we are training So I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks, which is part of the reason why I haven't had any time to record any episodes. And um, the second part of that is we're also, I'm also gearing up for San Francisco Fleet Week, which if you're in the San Francisco area, it will be the first full week of October. Please come out, enjoy it. And uh, um, if you message me on the Discord, I'll try to meet you up when I'm not actually working. But, so I've been doing those those two things, and it's taking up a lot of my time. In addition to that, um, I'm helping my uh, two autistic younger children with their homework um, when I get home. So that takes up a lot of my time. This is all, uh, I, I haven't forgotten about you guys. Um, I enjoy doing these episodes. I just have to be able to make time to do that. And I haven't been able to do that the last couple of weeks. So with that said, here's what I expect for the next uh, several weeks. I expect to put out an episode next week. And then um, possibly not have an episode for another two or three weeks after that. Um while I complete some personal and professional things um, that I'll be traveling and won't have access to my normal computer for all of this stuff. Um, now, I might have some extra time and I'll knock out an episode if I do, but as of right now, I'm not foreseeing an episode um, the week after next or the week after that, and possibly the week after that. So... Uh, I know it's been um, sparse for me as of late. I do apologize for that, but just bear with me as we get through these next couple of really busy weeks for me, and then we'll be back to our regular X-Wing content. Okay, so uh, as I said, two more topics that I wanted to talk that was kind of a, a bonus one. Um, SCO, if you're in the Southern California area, 
or you can make it out, please come out to SCO. It is just a store champ kit, but I've got prizes out to top 32. There most likely will be mats um, and they're good prizes. So check out the player pack and um, please come out and join us at SCO. Uh, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is the ever-elusive Store Champ invite or World's invite that I am trying to get and just failing at. Um, I've come in second the last couple of non-Store Champ tournaments that I've played um, with a couple different variations on a Rebel list. I'm going to try a different Rebel list than I have been flying for... Uh, TC Store Champ, which is this upcoming Sunday. So if you're listening to this episode as it comes out on the 14th, it is on the 17th of September. Um, if you're in the San Diego area and would like to come out, please join us. We've got a 20-player cap, so please sign up early. But it should be a good time. Um, uh, Put little asterisks here if we don't reach that 16 player minimum I don't believe we're going to be breaking out the store champ kit um, I'm not running the event I'm playing in it which I'm super excited about um, so I'll have to confirm that with the TO that is running that particular one um, so with all that said let's head into the last segment if you've made it this far, thank you very much for your time. It means a lot to me. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It lets other people know why they should listen and tell your friends. Thank you to our patrons, who without this podcast would not be possible. As you know, I like to end each episode with a question. And this week's question is... Do you think the meta is evening out? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.